Happy Monday. Happy case. We got a case of the Mondays. Might have a case for uh, some uproar with some chiropractic <laughs> news going on. Not going to lie, guys. We're, we're going to draw you in a little bit of clickbait today because we had some things that came out this weekend. But first, I want to talk to my, my, my partner, uh, Lacey Book, who was uh, who actually crushed it at New Beginnings. How was you? Did you guys do the Halloween dress up? No, we didn't get a chance. We actually flew out that night because we're turning around and flying out here again in a day or so. So we um, had to get home so we could do some laundry. So <laughs> the, the sushi tat specific family was spread across. We were uh, northeast. You, you and Sean were at a very principled event, New Beginnings, and me and Grant Dennis were at uh, uh, Atlanta for uh, Dynamic Essentials. Um, what was your take of your overall weekend at, at New Beginnings? Oh my gosh, I loved it. I, first off, that was my first time really in the Jersey Shore. And I got to experience my first Nor'easter. So for mm -hmm. all of you that are on the uh, East Coast, that was a um, interesting and exciting experience. But the highlight of the weekend, of course, was the seminar. It's always so great to be surrounded by um, like-minded chiropractors. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people, they get spizzed up and jazzed up when they hear people on stage and that relights their fire. For me, just being around people that are like that and just yeah. having the camaraderie and the connection, that's what really does it for me. So I enjoyed it. There was fabulous content, so many takeaways. It was, I mean, it was a powerful lineup. It was great. I enjoyed it. And you know, there's there's legends at both of these events. I'll, I'll speak to, yeah. I'll, I'll speak for Grant that one of his um, favorite moments at DE was getting to hear Dee Dee Umber speak, and uh, he was fired up, uh, kind of similar to what we're going to be talking about in the news coming up. But he was just, he was so fired up. And here's a man who's, uh, <laughs> it ranged from different speakers, but everyone said between sixty and eighty years. He's been uh, serving uh, chiropractic and DE. He was the right-hand man. And you had Irene Gold. And I heard Irene actually pulled you and Sean aside to talk some philosophy. Uh, Sean, actually. She's, she's known Sean for a very, very long time. And she often will um, pull him aside and ask his opinion on some philosophical stuff, which is, a, uh, I mean, that's a pretty amazing thing. So... Well, we we had a we had a cool time. Uh, Grant got to connect with people and talk about hunting, and uh, there's a lot of hunters in DE. Um, <laughs> and we got to talk about uh, we we really great connections. It was a smaller group, and uh, I, I think that it'd be really great if uh, if we could support principal like we are like that. Sushi is supporting these events because uh, there's a lot of crap going on. In fact, uh, recently this week. Uh, we just was uh, announced that the ACA collaborated with PTs. Now the ACA side, Lacey, is going to tout this as collaboration, and this is a great win. But if we do a little digging, and I'll be a little speculative in this because they didn't release the full deal, but what it looks like is that chiropractics, uh, ACA is supporting PTs doing something called dry needling. I'm not too familiar with dry needling. No um, idea. But uh, <laughs> what I've read in – the battle with PTs for dry needling is these acupuncturists are saying, "Whoa, hold on, wait a second. This is our this is our jam." Uh, uh, as as I lovingly say, massage therapists own soft tissue. <laughs> um, acupuncturists own uh, needles. Chiropractic, we own 
vertebral subluxation. And uh, uh, so the the news is that the ACA is helping to, to support the PTs with uh, coding and, and supporting them doing dry needling. And then I found out that chiropractors, I guess, can do dry needling. So I, 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 we need more support at the principal level, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, this weekend, my talk actually, uh, it was called The Chiropractic Story. And what I spoke about was what really is the chiropractic story? Because you hear that all the time. Oh, we got to tell the story. We got to tell the story. And then you got to ask yourself, well, what is the story? Mm. And the next step is to ask yourself, does dry needling fit into that story? Because Mm. I would bet if you dove into the green books and you started to read the chiropractic philosophy and you began to understand, you know, the the fundamentals of our philosophy and the principles, you would see where that fit and it doesn't belong in that box in my opinion. Right. So, I mean, and that's why I think you're right. We need to support other events out there that, you know, are understanding what chiropractic is and what it is not. I'm not saying it's not a beneficial thing. I don't even really know a lot about dry needling, but I'm saying, does it fit in the chiropractic box? That's the question we should be asking. Yeah. Yeah. and uh, the support range is for dry. Uh, so here's, so here's some, uh, physical, physical therapy for the latest battle for acupuncturists. Uh, although acupuncturists are vehemently opposed, a measure allowing certain PTs to use dry needling to help relieve pain has advanced in the state assembly. I guess this looks like New York. Um, actually, a, a, a common uh, advocate for chiropractic. Uh, was being utilized in this campaign, which is a former kicker for the New York Giants. He's also a bodybuilder. He's got like, oh, he's just shredded, Lacey. He's, he's super sexy. But he's, he, touts, he touts on, uh, he, he shares about his love and passion of chiropractic. He also is, uh, I guess, an advocate for dry needling. So uh, I guess there's business for, 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 for former chiropractic kickers in, in the New York. <laughs> but, you know, again, Tristan, it's not that that doesn't, work and it's not you know massage therapy works too i think i mean do you get massages i love getting massages but again is it something that we need to fight for to stay within our scope that's the question what we should really be fighting for we should really be fighting for the preservation of our rights and our ability to detect and correct vertebral subluxation when necessary that's what makes us unique and distinct as a profession obviously it's not dry needling because the PTs are doing it too. So we really need to work on fighting for the thing that that defines us as a chiropractic profession. And that is the detection of vertebral subluxation. Yeah. And, and segueing into that, Lacey, was something I got to go deeper on. We shared last week what's going on in Canada. Oh, Canada. Canada. Um, and uh, I, I got to sit down. I'm not going to share any names because I think for protecting them for what they shared. But people that I respect from up in Canada, actually, a, a, a family practice that has been friends with my father used to go to Parker seminars back in the eighties pulled me aside uh, with tears because of what's going on in Canada. And we got some more information from firsthand sources that it's just a cluster, you know, what up there that they are cracking down and supposedly, and this has been verified because there is actually news articles being written by journalists that are coming in trying to uh, in provoke chiropractors to basically nail them to the cross proverbially about yeah. what chiropractic can and cannot do. 
And these guys in Canada want want chiropractic to stay in that MSK model. They see they want them. They, they this is your hole. This is where they feel that they fit. And there's a couple different things going on there because there's one side where one individual said to me, "Look, I get it. We shouldn't be talking about treatments and stuff, and that's not chiropractic, right?" Right. But on the other side, they're trying to take away informed consent and and basically what I call options, human options for individuals in Canada by not allowing them to have uh, the right informed information about what the possibilities of what chiropractic could do. And I'll, I'll let you speak more on that because you're, you're so much more great in, in philosophy and also the, the, the right principles of practicing, but uh, your thoughts on that. Well, I just think it's, it's a, a very scary time for them. I mean, it, it honestly, it reminds me a lot of what happened in Australia. Yeah. And if you, if you've followed what's gone on in Australia at all, you can see the road that they have taken and that's kind of where it started, you know, and then they started going down on chiropractors and pediatrics and, you know, in Australia, there is an organization called opera that is doing exactly what this chiropractic college is doing, where they're, they're checking in, checking in on chiropractors to make sure they're saying what they believe they should be saying. They're doing what, you know, they should believe they should be doing. And it, what happens is, is the scope of chiropractic becomes to get very, very, very narrow, mm -hmm. you know, and then they end up not being able to say, do, or, um, talk about anything. And it's, insanity, right? Like, I mean, so they've gotten so strict in Australia that your patients can't even post on your website or on your Facebook page about the benefits that they've received through chiropractic. This is a scary time because this is what could happen to Canada. Can you imagine? And you're right. It takes away people's ability to make an empowered decision yeah. for their own health for their own well-being, for the direction that they want to take, the interve interventions that they want to utilize, because now they have zero information. Right. So you're right. I, I mean, again, we know philosophically we don't treat anything. That's not what we're doing. But that's not to say that people shouldn't be able to have access to the information that allows them to know that it's a possibility that the things that they're dealing with can be different that they don't need to be that way forever, that they don't have to live with it. And to take all of that away from the public is damaging. Yeah. It's, it's, um, the, I think the consensus amongst the Canadian chiropractors that I got to share some time with this weekend is they're going to be left kind of out, um, with, without any ammo tools They're They're going to do their best to keep doing what they're doing. But what I think the common sense is going to be is we're going to need to leverage the patients the patients like you're talking about to tell their story of what yeah. chiropractic has done for them. And so maybe the thing is, Lacey, is that maybe we're going to see something happening. I remember in the, in the eighties um, there was a March that, that Jim Parker put on in Washington for chiropractic. Maybe we might need to be seeing something like that. If there's anyone out there, maybe we're dropping some uh, hints of what we should be looking to do is empowering the, the consumers, the clients, the patients up mm -hmm. there to speak on the behalf of chiropractic. Maybe it's, Absolutely. you know, we we're both at events where sometimes you can sit back and go, wow, um, I know chiropractic works. Why do I have to keep hearing chiropractic works? It's not us that needs to know this. Yeah. I can understand why we need to hear this sometimes, but 
um, it's really the public, right? And uh, what was interesting, I'll give a little, we'll give a plug for one of our partners right now is, um, you know, I, I spoke about Grant Dennis from the Arctic Pacific. You guys, if you guys don't know, Lacey and Sean and Grant Dennis are running the Arctic Pacific. Beautiful upper cervical training program. And I got, the more time I spend with Grant, the more I'm like, this is awesome. Um, we got to talk a lot. There was a lot of upper cervical docs and a lot of Titronic users at DE this weekend uh, because uh, they love their scans. They love their ability to be able to communicate with their, their people about what's going on and when this is the biggest thing I pick up on when, and if they should be adjusted, Lacey, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know, Tristan, what do you think? What do you think the solution is? The solution to the Canada thing? Yeah. I'm stuck on this. I was just, I was just reading our little comments there and yeah, Canada. I mean, because here's, can I, if I want to tie all this together, we just talked about the ACA and we talked about what was happening with, was it ACA and P, uh, PTs and dry needling, right? Yeah. And so while we're busy working on that, look at what Canada is dealing with. Right. Canada's, Canada's trying to shut down what we would, what we all would know to be the principal chiropractic, which is, you know, that what could possibly happen with that. I think the solution is, I think it's going to be the public. We're going to have to leverage the public. Um, we're going to have to start thinking outside of our own shell um, and start putting on stuff. You know, um, look at what happened with as polarizing as the Trump administration is. Sometimes you need that stuff to open up the door. Sometimes we need this stuff like what's happening up in Canada to, to go, look, here's a flashlight. Um, this is what how the Me Too movement was sparked, right? Because yeah. there was a community that said, "Look, we don't have, we don't feel like our voices are being heard." Well, I'm not comparing. Please don't anyone think out there I'm comparing at any level of that, you yeah. know, going on chiropractic. But we do have a community of people that have been. I I know hundreds of families that have been with my father for over 30, 40 years, who mm -hmm. would probably you know drive up five hours and do a march in Canada. I I think. We got to start thinking outside of our four walls, proverbially. That's what I think the solution is. So here's be. where I was going with this. And I promise this is like Sean always says, it's like a Quentin Tarantino film. I'm bringing it back to Titronics too. So, yeah. <laughs> so if we need the public to get on board, listen, it, this is happening in Canada. This has happened in Australia. You've got to know that this could potentially happen here in the US. I mean, we're not, we are not excluded by any means for these types of things beginning to trickle down into our world as well. Yeah. And so if, you're, if we're saying, listen, third party validation is the way to go. We need people to speak on our behalf of the benefits that they've received of chiropractic. That means that the first step is, is that they've got to understand on a level what benefits they have received and why they've received them. This is one of the great things about Titronics is Titronics is a means of objective analysis objective analysis where the doctor is not being subjective in what they believe when they should be adjusting where they should be adjusting how they should be doing it this brings in another component and i'll tell you something about human psychology they love objective analysis they yes. love when they go to weight watchers to be able to actually get measured and get weighed versus somebody just telling them you've lost weight and you look better Right. People love to go to the doctor and understand the the fever that their baby has, the actual numerical value of what that represents versus just being told your child has a fever. Right. People love to see their negative test results. So people love 
objective analysis. And when they, when they can connect to that, they talk about it a whole lot more. So not only do we need people to talk about the benefits of chiropractic and what they've received and have that third party validation, but we need to give them tools and collateral to be able to do so. And Titronics is one of those great things, not only for the doctor to hold themselves accountable, but for people to understand the progress that they've had in their own care from a non-subjective state. Well, I'm tagging my friend Dwayne Hoskins on this, so he knows if you people want to get a hold of someone, Dwayne, uh, Dwayne, the gentle giant Hoskins. He is a gentle uh, giant. <laughs> is, is is where I would recommend. Um, actually, my my uh, my uh, tagging isn't working, so hopefully someone else can help me out there. Maybe somebody twag 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 Dwayne. Twag Dwayne. <laughs> somebody twag Dwayne, please. So. Um, yeah, it, it's it's just crazy, and I, I love that you brought up the, the two parallels. Like in America, here's where one of the largest associations, long-term associations in America, um, that is now instead of battling uh, what we want, what we would think they should battle, they're helping out PTs to they they can go outside their box. It's just insane, and so we are immune to what's going to happen. It's it's eventually going to happen if we don't support things like the IFCO, um, the Australian Spinal Research Foundation. Uh, all these great organizations that are about protecting the the correcting and and checking and correcting of vertebral subluxation. Why, you know, let, let me ask this, Lacey, and we'll go into our tips. Um, why is it that it, that becomes the rallying cry for our, is is protecting that language? Why is language so important for us? Well, what do you mean? Can you clarify for, that? For, 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 for us not to lose that 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 definition of of vertebral subluxation. Yeah. And I listen, just so everybody out there watching or watching this on playback, Tristan and I are here to give you our our opinions, right? That's what this show is all about. We're not saying anything is specifically right or wrong. These are our opinions through our experience, our knowledge, our understanding. And hey, we'd love to hear your opinions too. But to answer your question, yeah, put them in the comments. Put them in the yeah, comments. Put them in the comments. We're open. We're open to hearing. Listen, if we have a perspective that may not be correct for reasons that we don't know, Tristan and I are like the most open people on the planet. We want to hear because we want to grow. We want to be stronger in our voices to reach more people so that we can have impacts in this world. And like you said, protect this thing called chiropractic. And I and I think. You know, it reminds me of when I was in California. In California, I, gosh, my timeline is a little messed up. It may have been eight years ago now. Yeah. There was a time where um, the PTs wanted the ability to be able to adjust. And chiropractors were really upset at this time because they were just like what's happening now with the acupuncturists were doing. Chiropractors were like, whoa, 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 whoa. The, yeah. the adjustment is ours. Yeah. Right. The adjustment is ours. You can't have that. That's what we do. Right. And what's really interesting, I sat and I thought about that. And while, yes, the adjustment is ours, what really is ours is the ability to, to, to detect where somebody needs an adjustment. Because any Joe Schmo can go out there and step on somebody's back. And you and I both know and everybody out there knows that that is not 
what chiropractic is about. It's detecting vertebral subluxation and then making an adjustment to correct the vertebral subluxation, remove nervous system interference. So innate has the ability to adapt and people have the ability to return to normal. Right. That's what it's about. So it is about the detection first. That's what's really ours because the PTs, they will never be able to do that. The DOs, they'll never be able to do that. That's what this is about. That's what we learn in school. That's what allows us to help people on an entirely different level. So this is why it's important. Our ability to detect vertebral subluxation first before the adjustment is actually what makes us different than anybody out there putting their hands on people. So we do need to protect that and we need to get on board with our need to protect that so we don't end up in, in positions where you know it's too late right? Where mm -hmm. things are try are beginning to be taken away from us. And, you know, we're busy fighting for other people's scopes instead of our own. Yeah. Um, I acquiesce to you on that because I just, I try, you know, Lacey's, you're just so, you're so strong in certainty and all those buzzwords that we love to use in chiropractic that, uh, um, I, but I agree with it. So I just want to say that I just sure. didn't say this eloquently as Lacey could. So, um, I, I want to talk about, uh, we'll get to our tips. I'm going to talk about the greatest cold email ever written. I've actually shared this in Cairo Sushi Samurai before. Um, and the reason why is this, like, you know, big thing at Cairo Sushi is we want to promote or bridge that gap between entrepreneurs and chiropractors. And right. I think there's a lot of leg room. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity for chiropractors in the B2B space. We're so stuck in the B2C you know, one family, one spine at a time, right? Which is great. That's been the model. Um, and the model that we heard a lot this weekend that, uh, you know, me and Grant kind of looked at each other side eyes a little bit sometimes because, and I don't, look, I don't want to negate someone with a high volume. I did a post in Cairo Sushi Free Group to get some people's takes on it because we're writing an article about high volume. Uh, but one thing you know about BDC principles and specific principles, it's not about high volume, it's getting paid your value. And sometimes you don't have to do right. You don't have to do that high volume to get there. Well, I also think, Lacey, that you could have corporate accounts that you could be monetizing on and serving a, a large portion of one company. We call it account-based market targeting. But uh, uh, let's. Dwayne just said he had lunch with Lacey. I know he posted this thing like a little, like a little. Hey, girl. Hi, Dwayne. <laughs> I'm calling you out, man. You you, you posted like a little fangirl yet uh, this weekend. We're having lunch with with the with the crew, so uh, I love you, Dwayne. Um, so the greatest cold call email. Why is this? Let me go to the why real quick. Uh, if you're having problems, one of the things we see in Samurai and I, I hear around is how the heck do I just start the conversation with a company? How could I how could I get in the door? And we're not trained on really great cold calling secrets. If you guys missed last week, me and Dan Bay from Close for Cairo did an interview with Anthony Anirano. Uh, wonderful sales strategy stuff from outside our profession. Check it out on Cairo Sushi. But cold emails, why it's so important uh, is this, this strategy might be a, a, a tactical strategy that you could apply in your practice to open up the door to some of the bigger businesses in your community because you might be struggling with that phone call or picking up the email and going, what the hell do I say? Well, we know we follow a lot of Dow Carnegie principles. We support those who support us, right? So the greatest cold email was uh, by this um, T-shirt company. And I obviously shared this with Jen Trent at one point. Um, and I said, look, 
this is what these guys did. The t-shirt company wants to sell t-shirts to all these different companies out there. And so what they did was they sent an email to over a thousand different companies manually, one at a time, saying that they're with the subject line, I'm wearing your company's t-shirt. That's definitely going to get someone to open up an email, right? Let's see if you, sure. if you got an email that said, I'm wearing a BDC's t-shirt, you would at least say, I'm going to open this, right? Right. So, absolutely. Okay. I'm wearing a Cairo Sushi t-shirt. I'm opening up that email. Okay. So subject line was, uh, we're wearing your t-shirt. Now what these guys did was they, they used an image of a blank t-shirt and then superimposed that company's logo on each email that they sent out. The response that they got back was over a 90% open rate, which is almost unheard of. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. And they had a few, of course, because there's always that those in the bunch that were just like, why are you wasting my time with this or whatever? Or someone was like, I think threatened law. I, you know how it, there's, there's weirdos out there. Yeah. But the majority were like, that's awesome, dude. Who are you? What's going on? Now they have the invitation to go and say, which is something that Lacey teaches very well in Samurai and BDC is, how to tell what you do, right? How to yeah. tell what you do. Now it opened up the door for them to say, "Hey, we are a t-shirt company. We're we're looking at uh, we're, we we have a great deals. We have great quality products." Bam, bam, boom. Now in chiropractic, obviously, you're not going to be selling t-shirts uh, unless you um, start doing dry needling in your practice, and then you realize you're not making any money, and you got to start doing a side hustle. That was just a joke. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> If you're if you're thinking about this, how could I apply this in chiropractic? Well, if you want to get more talks, you wanted to see if there's uh, on-site chiropractic that you could open the door to, or at the you know become a re some referral source for you. Try the same thing. Try to put a logo. Hey, I'm wearing your T-shirt, uh, and then open up the door for well, why are you wearing a T-shirt? Yeah. yeah, communication conversations. So I want to share a tactical strategy that just killed it for one company. And I think that it could be uh, replicated in chiropractic. So that was my tip of the week. I love it. I love, I love the movement of going to the B2B versus just B2C all the time. I think that's super important for our practices. Yeah. Um, so my tip of the week. So we've been talking a lot about money and value. You know, how do you really get the value that you believe you deserve? And so I do a whole talk on this. And I was thinking about this this morning about creating a first class experience. And one of the things is if you want to ask for more money, if you want to increase the amount that you're getting paid, yes, we need to do effective marketing. Yes, we need to have great sales strategies and closing strategies. But the other thing is, yes, you need to be able to portray the value. But the other thing is, is the environment and the experience that people walk into should also line up with the amount that you're going to be charging them. Yeah. Because it would be very incongruent to like charge, you know, $5,000 and you step into an old rundown building with like chairs that are loose and falling apart. And, you know, the place wasn't cleaned. It would be really hard as a customer, as a patient, to reconcile the amount of money you're spending if the environment doesn't match what I believe it should. So right. one of the tips that I do in this talk is you, it's probably been a long time um, since you as the doctor has pretended to be a patient. You need to step into your own business. You need to step into your office and act just like a client, act like a practice member, act like a patient, go in there, sit down. And I want you to actually look around. 
Look at the walls, look at the floor, look at the front desk, look at everything and see, does it match? Are the chairs clean? Is there stains on the floor? Hey, I know it's Halloween, but is there cobwebs in every corner? I mean, those shouldn't be there year round, y'all. So what does the experience look like? You should walk through the entire office and look at it through the eyes of your clients, of your patients. And that, if you just do that and make some small changes, clean up in areas that they see that you don't, change the smell of the office, change the music in the office, those things will automatically increase the value, the perceived value of the service that you offer to that individual. And then when you ask them for that amount, it becomes more congruent for them and they're willing to, to pay that amount of money. So think about how you can create a more first-class experience for your patients. Mm -hmm. And the first thing, the easiest thing to do is just start by cleaning up, wiping things down, changing the furniture around, shifting the smell, because you know that you get numb and blinded to what the office looks, smells, feels, touch, all that stuff that's happening in there because you're in it all the time, 24 seven. That, so yeah, that reminds me of my corporate days back at AT&T, Lace. Oh yeah. They used to have us do um, a mystery shop. They train you literally for yeah. two weeks straight. They fly you out. If you're gonna be a sales rep for AT&T or Verizon, uh, or someone knows about that, they fly you out for two weeks. And that's one of the components that they like look at your like look through the eyes. They actually have you mystery shop yourself. Oh, see? Yeah. 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 And that would be really good to do. Go mystery shop yourself. Give yourself a grade on all the components of your office space. And you know, make sure it's a 10 out of 10. Because listen, when people are buying, not only are they making an emotional buying time decision, but they are buying based on you, your service, and your company. And the higher scores you can get in all three of those categories, the more likely people are going to close over and over and over again. So go mystery shop yourself today. I love it. I love it, Lacey. Hey, what was the goal I set last week for us to have live? Was it 10 or 15? I think I it was 15. Okay. we hit At one point, we hit 18 or I think 20 oh. live. Really, really good, guys. I want to say thank you. If you could help us out, uh, we're going to be rewarding those that are helping us. We're keeping track. We got some special gifts and prizes that we're going to be setting up down the road. Share this around. Share this around. Tag this around. Um, hey, Lacey, we just got a new partner, um, and it's uh, Dr. Stu and Teresa Warner, and they're all a part of uh, this huge event that actually Lacey, when she was a CA, uh, was a part of. They've been doing this for years. It's called Kids Day America. It's May 18, 2019. And similar to a lot of synergy in what we're talking about today, this is something Stu and Teresa set up, uh, what we were talking about with Canada, maybe getting the public involved. Yes. Stu to do with Kids Day America and, and International, they have it now. So Kids Day America International is, um, it's a community event. You got to experience as a CA. What, what was your experience like? Oh, I, I think I was telling you before, I don't remember it a lot, but I remember the Kids Day America binder. I mean, this yeah. is 20 some odd years ago we're talking. So memory doesn't serve me so well, but I do remember it being very impactful in the office and our office was involved. And it was funny because I just met 
um, Teresa and Stu a couple, my gosh, maybe it was a couple weeks ago at an event. And then I was at another event with Teresa. So it was fabulous to connect with them. And it was, I hadn't even thought about Kids Day America in years. And so I'm so glad um, to see them back on the scene, bringing this back because they're truly pioneers in the pediatric portion of our profession. So it's great. Yeah, and they've had support throughout the years from people like George Bush, who was a president some time yeah. ago, Rudy Giuliani, who is a lawyer and maybe a mayor of a big city, uh, the Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger has supported them before. Uh, it's not just about health and chiropractic, though. They also help in the community. They bring together internet safety, fire safety, stranger safety, bike and gun safety, how to keep right. a green household. Uh, check out Kids Day America. See if it, I would bet if there's a 99.9% .9 chance it might be a great fit for what you want to do in your community to help promote chiropractic and wellness and health. Um, so excited to have these guys on as partners. And uh, let's shoot for a goal. Let's go for 25 next week, guys. If you could share this around, tag people next week. You'll have the news. You'll have your tips. It's a case of the Mondays with Tristan and with Dr. Lacey Book. Thank See you, you next Monday. Let's go.